Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. Lord, we thank you for the presence of your Spirit with us today. We thank you for the outpouring of the Spirit of wisdom and revelation upon our hearts today. Causing us to see from your word that you are indeed a miracle working God. Causing us to see things from your word that are real and tangible. Things that are invisible but yet real and tangible. Father, we thank you for this. Lord, we thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Very quickly, we are going to go through um, session three. Our first session, we dealt more with um, uh, introducing uh, the concept of you going into the most holy place to secure a reversal of what is going on on the outside that is not acceptable. Hallelujah. And then in the second session, we spoke more about ministering unto the Lord in thanksgiving and in praises. Hallelujah. And that's a very important aspect of your Christian life. Very important aspect of your Christian life. Uh, if you look at the mathematical ratio, David said he was going to pray three times a day, but said he was going to praise God seven times a day. So by that ratio, it meant that he praised God more than he prayed to God. Do you understand? But in these days now, your spirituality is measured by how long you can stay in the place of prayer. You know that he prayed for hours. Yes. It's powerful. Hallelujah. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with praying for four hours if you have to. But it is not a measure of spirituality. Hallelujah. And on some occasions, that kind of prayer might even give us a clue as to the fact that you don't even believe God. And I can give you an example. When in Acts chapter 12, when, the, when Apostle Peter was arrested and taken to jail, now there was a trend, and this was the trend. One apostle had been caught and had been executed. A second apostle had now been caught and put in prison. So the church saw clearly that, come, if they kill the first apostle and the second apostle has been arrested, we better do something quick or else they've set a precedence. The second one is going to be killed. So the Bible said that the church of God, that the church offered up prayers unto God without ceasing. So they were praying and they were praying and they were praying. And thankfully there was a visitation from God. An angel went into the prison and released Peter. And took Peter out of jail. And when Peter got back to the place where they were busy praying for his deliverance from jail. He knocked on the door. Cook, cook, cook. And one little girl came to answer the door. Ah, Peter, it's you. Just wait. And he went to meet the apostles 
who were believing God for the release of Peter. And they were still in the place of prayer. And she said to them that Peter that you are praying for is at the door. What did they say to her? Do you remember? Said thou art mad. Now, you are believing God for something. You are exercising faith allegedly for something. And I knock on your door and say there it is. And then you say I am mad. So it meant that at some point that prayer moved from a real prayer of deliverance to an outcry of unbelief. Because if you actually believed then your expectation is high. Then it means the next knock you hear on the door it's just like there's no food to eat. You believe God. Lord, we thank you for a miraculous supply of food in Jesus' name. Now, the next time you hear a knock on the door, you have it in the image of your heart that someone is coming in with Tesco bags, isn't it? And then we now tell you that there's a guy with a Tesco bag at the door. And you say, no, you must be mad. And then she went back. Ah. And the Bible says she constantly affirmed that it was Peter. Hallelujah. So even examples in the scriptures, you have to look at them very closely and see how they fit. So you can get some results through praying. And that's what happened there. They got some results. But that might not be the perfect example of how to believe God for something. Hallelujah. Because they were relying too heavily on sense knowledge evidence. Too heavily. But I believe that if at some point their prayers changed to praises, it wouldn't have been a surprise that Peter walked in. Hallelujah. It wouldn't have been a surprise. But let's move on. Let's go to John chapter 2. We're going to talk a little bit about the Holy Spirit. Now all these things we have shared today are not things that you can completely exhaust in one city. It took us about... Yeah, it took us about... Um, I think about three or four weeks in the house fellowship to deal with Thanksgiving... And then another three weeks to deal with praise and we forcibly removed ourselves from praise and then we went on to prayer. Hallelujah. Just things that we do correctly in God that will enhance the flow of the miraculous in our lives. We want to talk about the Holy Spirit uh, very briefly. John chapter 2. Now, there's another principle in getting miracles that we want to learn about here which is the principle of obedience and obedience simply in the fact that God is saying do something and then you do it hallelujah God saying to you do something and then you do it now John chapter 2 verse 1 and the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. 
And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. And Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Did you see that? Now, there's a saying that, it's not a Bible saying, that no one knows Samuel like Samuel's mom. Why? Because they've been living together in the house. Right? So they got outside. Mary turned to Jesus. They don't have wine. Do you know why she did that? Because she knew him. They were living in the same house. She knew that Jesus worked miracles. That was why she told him. That Jesus, come on, do your thing. And Jesus said, oh, my hour is not yet come. But Mary was really so concerned for these people. She then carried the battle to the other side. And said to them, whatsoever he tells you to do, do it. Now that tells me something. It means that what he might most likely tell me could appear ridiculous. So that was why she quickly primed them up that whatsoever why? Because it won't really appear logical. So, an instruction from God can deliver to you in one day what four years of labor cannot deliver. Hallelujah. By doing what he said you should do. So, Jesus was the principal character here, which is, once he tells us to do something, and we do it, there's going to be a miraculous outcome. So, let's see how these guys got on with it. And there were set there six water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three fair kings apiece. Jesus saith unto them, fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he saith unto them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. I don't think he understands. We need wine, not water. He said we should fill the water pots with water. And then he said we should draw out the water, not the wine, the water, and take it to the high seat or high table. Hallelujah. Now, what a very nice way of insulting yourself. They are expecting wine, not water. But these guys obeyed the instruction and took water. Don't ask me the rest of the story. The guys were drinking wine. 
if they refuse to carry it forward, they would never have seen the wine. So in the midst of a crisis, you might be needing an instruction from Jesus. And once he tells you, gives you that specific instruction. Now instructions come in a flavor of ways. Instructions can come directly from the word of God. And instruction can come directly, directly through the voice of God. Hallelujah. In the Bible, you cannot find it where it tells you, take this job instead of this other job. So that direction will come directly from the Spirit of God. In the Bible, there are directions also that the Spirit of God can show you that can make things happen very well for you. Hallelujah. But he said, whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. So we all agree that if Jesus, if I can secure the voice of Jesus in the situation I'm facing today, then I have a guarantee for success. Some time back, Andrew Womack said that he needed to finance a particular project and was going to do it in a particular way. But then some things went wrong. You know, we were trying to get some financing. And then when he prayed... The Lord gave him an instruction, which is, you see, all that money is going to come from your partners. And he said he looked at the income of the ministry, everything, that it just didn't make any sense. It just didn't make any sense going that way. But then he obeyed the instruction and that project was carried out debt-free. Not only was it carried out debt-free, it then became the milestone upon which the ministry stood on to reach out for bigger projects and more projects without that sort of financing being required. All because of an instruction. But then, there was a question I asked some weeks back in the fellowship. I said, if Jesus walked in here and was going to give us an audience two minutes each, do you have questions for him? Eh? You have so many. <laughs> Hallelujah. So if Jesus made a personal appearance here in the flesh, A number of us believe that we have some questions for him. Huh? You don't think so? Well, don't. Well, everyone will have their own answer for that. So it means that as you are now, there are certain questions you probably have not been able to answer or you've deferred. Till you have the opportunity of that kind of manifestation. But let's read something from the scriptures. John 14. John 14, I'll read from verse... Actually, let's, let's read from John 16 first. 
John 16, I read from verse 6. He says, But because I have said these things unto you, sorrow hath filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. When he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you. Now this is Jesus speaking. Pay attention. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. Did you see that? Even Jesus said, I would love to speak to you, but you can't even handle it. He says, but it is better, it is expedient for you that I go away in the flesh and the Holy Spirit comes to you. So any question you have for Jesus, the Holy Spirit can answer it. And the Holy Spirit is living inside you. So you can ask him now. Now. We don't have to wait till Jesus shows up in the flesh. Did you see that? The Holy Spirit knows the exact number of strands you have on your, on your head. Strands of hair. He knows that, that he won't think twice like my daughter when I said give me 62 plus 62 she's like mm, mm, mm. the Holy Ghost will give you the number the next second bam that's the number he knows the number of strands of hair on your head hallelujah the Holy Spirit knows everything he says he will teach you all things he will guide you it will show you things to come. So the instructions you need and require for miracles, the Holy Spirit is there inside you to give you those instructions. Hallelujah. You carry him around. He is there with you. They said, whatsoever he says unto you, just do it. Mary was ready to give that guarantee that obeying Jesus will definitely secure the miracle. So it means obeying the voice of the Spirit because Jesus said the things I've not finished saying unto you are the things the Holy Spirit will come and say to you. So when you obey the Holy Spirit, you are obeying Jesus. Because the Bible says it's taking of the things of Jesus and showing them to you. So when you obey the Holy Spirit, you obey Jesus. And when you obey the Holy Spirit, you set yourself up for miracles. Hallelujah. Very important. Very important. So in my secular dealings, I listen out to the Holy Spirit. I don't just jump out of a contract because you came to invite me to a more lucrative one. Hallelujah. 
Paul said, I perceive that this voyage is going to be full of dangers. You understand? And that same Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. Who can make you perceive what you should be doing and what you should not be doing? Hallelujah. Very quickly, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14. How some people may then want to ask that, okay, how do I hear the Holy Spirit? How do I receive from the Holy Spirit? I've been a Christian for quite a couple of years, but I've not heard from the Holy Spirit what I should be doing. This is one way that can help you. 1 Corinthians chapter 14. We'll read verses 2, 4, 13 to 15. 2, 4, 13 to 15. 1 Corinthians 14. And this is one area that... Yep. Verse 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, albeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. You see in verse 2, he says that when you speak in tongues, you are not speaking unto men, but you are speaking unto God. You are communicating with God. Hallelujah. If you pray in tongues a lot, you will see things from the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. The day Yanu was going to be born, I just, for whatever reason, I was just hanging out there praying in the spirit. I, I was just praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. I was just praying on in the spirit, not even looking at the watch. But somehow, I was completing a fast that day, and I just thought that the baby was going to come very shortly. So I prayed and prayed and prayed. And as soon as the baby popped out, trouble started. Oh, they said it was a tear. They started saying all sorts of things. Before we knew what was happening, Muni was unconscious. It was a two-hour battle to get her back to life. Now, as that was going on, because I had prayed, it was like I couldn't figure out the reaction of everyone. Call doctor this, call doctor that. And do you know that I was so composed that they didn't ask me to leave. So I was carrying scalpel for them. So, oh yeah, bring that, bring that, bring this one. So I was there. I was the doctor for that day. <laughs> I was well composed. You know, when they see your composure and you know, this one has scattered, you spoil our job. They quickly whisk you out. <laughs> I, to be honest, I, I don't know how I did it. How I could see so much blood and still be sane. <laughs> And I was very sane. <laughs> I'd never seen so much blood in my life before. For two hours. First, she said, I hope you are praying for me. I said, we are here. We are praying for you. And guess what? She came back to life. That's what the Holy Spirit can do to you. Amen. Things that you would not naturally have been able to handle. 
you will be enabled, you will be empowered. Jesus said that they should tarry in Jerusalem and that you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And it was that power that was manifested when Peter and John got to the gate called beautiful and they saw this beggar asking for money and said silver and gold we have none but such as we have we give unto you in the name of Jesus rise up and walk power and this is not something that died with the apostles it is part and parcel of what we already have hallelujah if Peter and John could do it you can do it hallelujah I'll give you one, you know, testimony and example of the power of the name of Jesus and then we close the service today. I think Ian was about a year old at that time and you know, it's like if you've never really had seen a baby grow before, I mean, the twists and turns, you can't predict. She got to that age where her reflexes were so sharp that if you turn this way and turn back this way, she's already picked something on the floor. And on this day, I just heard, I just heard Moni call me from downstairs, Shola, come. So I was running down the stairs. As I got to the stairs, she just did like this to me. That come gently, softly. I didn't know what was happening, so I came softly. And then she told me she has the knife. She was holding the knife like this and smiling at us. And this was not, it was a proper sharp knife. So I sat down. And I actually was praying upstairs when they called me. So I sat down with her as though I wanted to play. Can we have the knife? It. It was a stalemate. This was a crisis. Can we have the knife? And you dare not go into a fight with her. I just looked. I looked her straight in the face. Now, in the name of Jesus, give me that knife. Then I moved my hand towards her. Let's say she was holding the knife like this. Tight grip. I never knew babies were that strong. I took the first finger out. The second one. The third one. And then the fourth one. And took the knife out. It was the Holy Spirit that gave me that inspiration. Speak the name of Jesus to her. To let go of that knife. And then I moved forward to take her finger, unwind her fingers, and there was no scratch. For me, that was a miracle. <laughs> Hallelujah. For time reasons, we just want to stop here and want to thank everyone who's turned up for these um, meetings. Uh, we've got some things that we left on the seats for you. Let me just see what they are. Um, one of them is a CD. That's for you to take home. Then there's an envelope if you want to uh, give an offering.
towards the work that is going on here and towards the expenses of the seminar. And thirdly, I think there, okay, there's some these green markers here, bookmarks here. You can take them with you as well. They're for you. And then also there is a visitors details form. Uh, please do us a favor by filling these out so we can get in touch with you, especially when we want to send out the CDs and um, any other piece of information that we might have to pass across to you in the future. Hallelujah. Um, I believe that uh, this uh, has been a blessing to you. Amen. And um, I look forward to you guys going out there with what you have received today and what you have learned today to see miracles flow into your lives and to see the power that God has already placed on the inside of you produce manifestations around you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to um, pray over the um, offerings. Praise the Lord. God gave the best that he had and that was Jesus Christ and uh, really as human beings you cannot outgive God but when you give you are responding to the grace that he has given to you hallelujah father in the name of Jesus we thank you for the grace of giving in our lives Lord we thank you because as we give this afternoon we give willingly and we give cheerfully and Lord, we thank you because it is given back to us, good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, also we thank you because the path of everyone here will be as a shining light that shineth more and more unto the perfect day in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, also I thank you for the activity of the Holy Spirit in our lives that will cause these revelations to be further explained unto us and for us to be rooted and grounded in your word to produce lasting manifestations in our lives at every turn in jesus name amen praise the lord have you guys been blessed today and uh, please uh from the uh from the contact details we have um on these markers uh uh, please feel free to email us and um, let us know if you have a testimony. Hallelujah. For me, the reward of whatever has been done here is the testimony. That's what brings joy to my heart. Hallelujah. To hear that people are able to put these things to work in their lives and then see manifestations come through hallelujah 
So please feel free to um, email us or call us to share your testimonies. And also feel free to email us or call us if you have a prayer point as well. Hallelujah. If you want us to pray with you or if you need further explanation or if there is something you are believing God for and you need someone to share God's word with you, uh, please feel free to contact us as well. Um, my email address is pastor at carriesbiblechurch.org.uk and then you also have the phone numbers on the uh, bookmarks as well. So please feel free uh, to call us anytime and um, we're quite happy to uh, be of assistance and be a blessing to you. Amen. And you guys have been a blessing to me by turning up today uh, for this program. You don't know how, I mean, how much you've been a blessing to me by being here to listen. Hallelujah. So I really want to thank you all for turning up uh, on a busy day like this to be a part of this seminar. Thank you so much. And before you go, we still have lots of stuff here to be eating. Hallelujah. So please make sure you grab yourself a handful on your way out. Amen.